Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Welcome back, Sports Radio 94, WIP. You're listening to Midday Show. I am Bill Matz, in for Joe Giglio, joined, as always, by the Eagles legend, Hugh Douglas. Uh, we are broadcasting live from the NovaCare Complex for 94 WIP's NFC Champ Camp, driven by Delaware Valley BMW Centers. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. And joining us now, very special guest from the Eagles, Cam Jurgens is with us. How you doing, Cam? How was practice today? Man, it was good. It was hot, sweaty. Uh, appreciate you guys having me on the the new camper out here. Yeah, yeah it's, it's uh, nice enjoying camper. this nice air conditioning in here for a bit. Yeah. So, 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 Cam. Normally, I don't like to talk about family business on the radio, but I gotta ask a question, man. What happened at that fight yesterday? Uh, the fight. Yeah, oh, I need nothing. detail. I need deets. I know Coach told you not to tell anybody and not to talk about it. But it's but just I, us we, now. We, it's just ain't nobody listening. What happened? What happened yesterday? I mean, I think it's all good. There's nothing big. But, yeah, he just – he thought, you know, it might have been a little dirty of a play. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. But Lanin's a big old bear, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. sometimes he, it doesn't take too much to hit somebody for them to go down. So, but, it, yeah, they're all good now. I don't think it was too much to worry about. You know, you told me more than I actually thought you were going to tell me. I appreciate that. I thought you were mm-hmm. going to clam up on me a little bit. So, so how has practice been going now, you know, since you're in, in, in the starting spot right now? How's it been going for you? It's been good. I'm just learning every day, and it, it's fun, like, going through. And I'll get done with the first series of plays, and I'll be, like, asking Kelsey and Lane, like, what, what did you see? What are you doing? Like, it's, it's learning how to communicate with them and, and improve from, like, play to play. So it's, you know, there's a lot of good stuff, a lot of bad stuff, and trying to, you know, just get consistent with it. You know what's funny? Like, like when I got here, because I, I got here at the beginning of the year, and they were talking about you coming in and, and potentially playing with, with the starting lineup. And the one thing that I heard everybody talking about was you were small. You're not small. Like, you're not <laughs> small by anybody's stretch. So when you heard all of that, how did that make you feel when you heard people say, oh, he's too small to play with these guys? Yeah, I mean, I feel like when they say I'm small, it sounds like they're saying I'm weak. Like, come on. Like, I, I'm, I'm pretty strong. I got long arms. Like, I can hold myself. So... I don't know. That's just like white noise. You, you just you don't gotta, even pay you attention. You got to hear that. something. You got to have a knock on everybody. So you know, I'm, you know, I'm obviously trying to gain weight, but like I feel like I'm pretty solid at where I'm at right now, and trying to you know just get stronger throughout the season. Well, we said the same thing about Jason Kelsey, and it worked out pretty well for him being quote unquote undersized. So you're in good company there. What has been the uh, the biggest adjustment from center to guard for you? 
Uh, I would say spacing, awareness, you know, it's, it's so easy at center. I know where I'm going to go. I, I go where the ball is every time. <laughs> so <laughs> at guard, like there's just plays that I may need to line up a little different, more off the ball and more outside and just how figuring out how to set and relate to different, like a two eye or a three and different D lineman if he's wide or inside me. So like, I think that spatial awareness and and knowing where I should be and where I should put my hands, you know, that's that's a little different at center. It's it's a lot more self-explanatory. So it's year two for you now. You're running with the ones. A little bit different of an experience than coming in as a rookie. Has just the position switch been the biggest adjustment? Like, what has been the biggest difference for you now that you're a second-year guy? Uh, I would say, honestly, just confidence. And, you know, coming in last year, I'm learning the playbook. I'm learning how to be, like, a professional athlete, learning how to take care of my body. And and this year, it's like, man, I, I'm comfortable in this organization. I love the guys in the O-line room. And I just – it's so it's so much easier when you know what you're doing and you're having fun doing it, you know, instead of worrying about – you know, making the right move or this and that. It's like I'm just trying to be confident and go out there and do what I know. You know, I'm kind of curious because everybody that I've asked this question had somewhat a different answer. But but how different is Jalen Hurts this year as opposed to the Jalen Hurts from last year? Man, I think he's been great this year, and I think, like, we're seeing – Jalen's got that kind of guy that's like always there, you know, weekend or late in the day. Like he is at that facility all day long, and yeah. it's crazy seeing him work and and how much time he puts in. He's he's not out in the open. He, he does it like you know on his own, or you know he doesn't care if people know how much work he's putting in. Like he just he's doing it for himself, and and he's seeing like we see that, you know, and it's cool seeing all the little stuff come along with it because when you have somebody that's obviously getting paid the most on the team that is the hardest worker on the team like that's that sets the culture right there you mm-hmm. know when you got the best guys setting the example so i think obviously he's, he's a great player and he's improving but he, he improves the whole team with with his uh just how he carries himself his character and because you know he is our team and and when he sets that example like you know i always see him say like the what is it? The standard is a standard. Yeah. You know, he, Jalen Hurts is a standard. So I think uh, the team follows like how, how much work he puts in. Now, uh, you guys are getting ready for, for the Ravens. You're getting ready for Baltimore. And it's been a pretty big storyline the last couple of years. They care about wins and losses in the preseason. They go out there and try to win games. Is there any extra emphasis on this one because you know you're getting a full effort from the Ravens? I mean, all I think all we're worried about is, you know, training camp getting better every single day. You know, we're not looking forward uh, ahead of time and, and uh, too much stuff. Like, you know, we're starting to get into the time of prepping for the Ravens and seeing what they're doing. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, you got to worry about what we're doing and how we're getting better as a team. And I think that's mostly what training camp is about. You know, that's why, like, we got two weeks of joint practices just to, uh, you know, get better during that week. How much do you think y'all going to play tomorrow night? Well, Saturday night. You know, I'm not sure. I'm fine uh, playing the whole game, playing, you know, whatever they do. You don't even care. So. You're just ready to go. You're just ready to rock and roll. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we're getting a lot of reps in practice, but um, we'll see what happens. You, I don't know. You anxious to get the season started? It kind of feels like you're a little anxious. I am. I'm kind of anxious to get some of the joint practices. I feel like that's, you know, 
the joint practices, that's the, you get a lot out of those. And you, you ready to put your hands on somebody else? I, huh? I'm ready to hit somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> like it's fun it's against okay. our D line. You're, you're, yo. you're Monk's company. You're Monk's but, You're ready oh. to put your hands on somebody else, huh? Yeah, yeah, it would be nice, but you know our D line is pretty darn good. So I'm getting some good work every single day. <laughs> so. So, but it so, will be nice to hit somebody wait, 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 a little Cam. different. It might not be a Fletcher Cox. That's Cam, you know. Cam, so that red hair just ain't like that's just a you got a little mean streak about yourself, huh? A little bit. I feel like you got to if you're on the O line, you know, you're not gonna be a good O lineman if you ain't. I heard that. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm a little I feel a little some kind of way. Hey, getting ready for the season to start. I can't wait for it. Can't wait to see what he's gonna do. So Cam, I asked this of of, uh, of Avante Maddox and he gave me he gave me Quez Watkins as a guy who he's really seen, you know, he's lined up against and really seen improve. Is there anyone who's really surprised you in your time now that, you know, you're running with the ones, there's a lot of new young guys out there. Like, who has really surprised you in this camp? Uh, I mean, I, I, I'd probably stick to our D-line. You know, I think Fletcher Cox has been really good this preseason. I get to see him every day and go against him and, and Jalen Carter is going to be a force this year. I think Jordan Davis has got a lot better from last year. With you can tell how much work he's put in. So I'm sticking to you know that D line right there. I think they've gotten a lot better. You know, I, I know it's kind of hard for offensive linemen because like your stats are different because like you do a lot during the course of the game and and, and you really don't get a whole lot of credit for it. But I'm going to ask you, what are some of the things that that you want to accomplish this year going into this season? I mean, I want to keep Jalen healthy. That's uh, honestly the main thing I'm worried about, and making sure that you know whoever I'm blocking isn't touching him. No pancakes, no, no, no. You know, no giving nobody the business during the course of the game. I mean, or that com- that comes with the game. You know, folding like, cats like tents and stuff. You know, you know, breaking backs, <laughs> stuff like that. I mean, I think if you play with your hair on fire, that that's going to happen. You know, so you don't want to you don't want to go out for the reason that like oh, I want to go pancake this guy. It's like you know I want to go kick this guy's ass. You yeah. Know? So whatever happens, happens. Okay. 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 So I mean, that happens when you just you know your sound, your technique. And and you play you play hard, Cam. I feel like I I I just feel like you talk trash when you're out there, man. Do you talk trash? <laughs> when I ain't tired, I do. I guess <laughs> I try, but I don't. you know I try to conserve energy as best I can. Okay. Who's the best trash talker on uh, on the D line? Who gives uh, it back to you? I mean, BG's always talking, always <laughs> like whether it's trash, good talk, like congratulate. He's just literally always talking, like no matter what. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. All right, well, thanks for joining us, Cam. Hugh, do you have a? Do you no, have I'm good, man. I, I'm excited. I'm excited I, to I, see Cam because Cam looks yeah. like to me. I think I think Cam is that dude that that's gonna be. You know, he's gonna he's gonna set the he's gonna set the tone for the season. So I can't wait to see what it's gonna look like that offensive line. Appreciate really looking, for, really looking forward to watching you uh, this year, and thanks a lot for joining us, Cam. Appreciate y'all. All right, and uh, big thanks to Optimum RV for providing this beautiful air-conditioned RV here at training camp. Uh, Optimum RV, your go-to for the RV lifestyle, conveniently located in Pottstown. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting there with, no, I'm with this season, man. I'm excited, man, because uh, you know it's funny how you know you hear people say, "Oh, well, he's too little." And when you see him, I'm like, damn, he ain't little. He's not little at all by any stretch of the imagination. 
Now, you're not the size you were when you played, but no. I'm sitting next to an NFL player who was pretty damn good on the D-line for yeah, a while, and, and, I'm looking and at him like, he's dude, gigantic he's, next to you. Yeah, they, they, yeah, like it's different, man, because uh, these, these young cats nowadays, you know, like I said, the nutrition, the way that they work out and everything, they look a lot different yes. than the offensive linemen that I played against. So, yeah, I, I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. And obviously, every time that I've talked to, to any of these young men, and you can't see it because obviously we're on radio, but when I ask them specific questions about like their personal goals and what they see themselves doing this year, they always look off into the distance because they're visualizing their success during the course of the season. I love it. And, and when I asked Cam about his mean streak, he immediately went <laughs> off into space. And that's why I kept asking He's the question about because, somebody. He, because he, def- he definitely has a mean streak. So I'm excited to see – how this all this comes together because the the one thing that I've noticed throughout these all of these interviews that we've been able to do is that this team collectively is on a mission and and with that being said there's still some individual accolades that guys want to get but collectively they got their eye on the prize and I think it was uh, you know having having Avante Maddox you know a cornerback he's got counting stats. You know, there's, you can go to pro football reference and see what he's accomplished, what production is for him. And so he has ideas in mind. Like he wants a couple of sacks. He wants a few interceptions and you ask Cam Jurgens, it's well, Jalen hurts stays healthy. You know, that's, that's his goal. And that's like, that's the priority of the whole offensive line. And it's great to hear. It's, it is funny when we talk about uh, Jurgens is undersized and, you know, while we were preparing for the show, Mike Angelina says he's the same size as Isaac Sayamalu, and I think Sayamalu had ten pounds on him. And Jurgens told us he's looking on, he's looking to put on some weight, get a little bigger, but he's there. Yeah, and it's funny, man, because like, like uh, you know, we as media members, certain people set the narrative, and and sometimes we just go with what of other people say. Oh well, he's little, yeah, yeah, and 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 and. And now meeting him and, and meeting all these guys, I'm he like, barely fit in this room. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell y'all are talking <laughs> yeah. about. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. If you want to get aboard, uh, as we're coming to you live from the Novacare Complex for ninety four WIP's NFC Champ Camp, driven by Delaware Valley BMW Centers, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. I do want to get back to the phones here, as uh, people want to get in on the fills in that incredible game last night. Let's go to uh, David in Germantown. What's up, David? David! Woo! Good morning. I just put the... Oh, my God. I just clicked Bluetooth on. I was on a business call. Y'all going to be proud of me. I moved to Iowa. I was in the process of going some stuff. People don't laugh. I moved to Iowa. Why? <laughs> See? See? No, I'm, I'm asking why. I mean, Iowa... I, I know people in Iowa... Right. That try to All get right, out. Well, you might. Need, I have to put you in the roller deck then. Okay. So, not, I mean, not so so thing. so why why you move to Iowa? Because I feel comfortable. That's a, that's right. a, that's a good reason to move to Iowa. I feel safe in Iowa. I was born and raised. Has anyone in asked you, "Is this heaven?" And you've said, "No, it's Iowa." <laughs> <laughs> I think no, Iowa. No, no, I think no. of like corn. It's migration. Like when you get mature enough to learn things. You pay attention to people, I think, I and that was a good corn. interview with Jurgensen when he said he had to like he came in nervous. I was a little nervous, but you don't have to get settled in. I figured it out. Like 
okay, this is okay. I can deal with this. I was anyway, more surprised that Cam told us more about the fight. I didn't think he was going to talk about that. He kind of, he was kind of, you know, he opened you up. You pride him. You pride him. You put, he had to give us something. Yeah, he, he was he was cool, man. I, I like I like him. It ain't too many offensive linemen I like, but I like that guy. So what would you think of the Phil's game last night, David? Oh, that was perfect. I had to watch it on replay because I drive for a living. So um, and basically my move was job-related. But, yeah, that was – I watched the replay, and I was just like – they didn't yank him because, you know, I'm used to Steve Carlson. Like, he just – he's gang war. You know him right. He just throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. And y'all didn't let me get my point, my thing off yesterday. Shout out to Jack Fritz. Fritz with Walker, <laughs> he got a shout out on ESPN on Sunday. I think it was from Edgar. But he – they was like, Jack Fritz is in the building. I don't know where Fritz was, but Jack – Jack got a shout out? <laughs> you ain't going to yeah, be able to tell Jack it. nothing. <sighs> I know. Jack's That's head's not going to fit in the producer's booth. We're going to have to renovate the, the entire I station. I guarantee you he heard it because I heard it. It was only like <laughs> five seconds. Quick snippet. I don't know if it was like the fifth or the sixth inning. But he was like, I'm like, Jack Fripps. It was like, okay. That's the guy that hated on me back in the day. I'm banned <laughs> from calling Ike Reese him. But anyway, and the, your, your, your running back point was good. So how many lollipops you got left, Hugh? Lollipops? The blue pops, some things, you know. Yeah. Oh, you talking about I the candy? The I got quite yeah, a few. Yeah, I got quite a few. I said I was sipping on the sauce. And I yeah, I got quite person. a few. Yeah. Yeah, right. I, got, I got quite a few. I still got some lollipops yeah. left, man. Okay. Well, wait till the little boys, wait till the juniors get to it. But what's anyway, the, uh, what are uh, David, what's your uh, iconic moment that you've been to live? Oh, the step over. Oh, you're at the oh, step over. Oh, AI get, yeah, that's a good so, one. Everybody, and that's another thing. My daughter, I asked her, I was like, I asked her, this is my firstborn, she's 27. Aja, I love you to death. Your daddy's never lied to you. But she was like, Dad, you got to give an AI. I'm like, he's retired. She was talking about artificial intelligence, whatever, the voice thing over, his <laughs> iPhone out and all. So he's laughing. Like, I'm 51. I'll be 52 September the 4th. But, yeah, I didn't know what AI, I never, I didn't Google it. I don't like Googling nothing because it makes me feel dumb. But I didn't know what AI was, and then they got it hooked up to the music. That's I have corny. No problem googling. I, I'm a I'm a prolific <laughs> Googler. Thanks a lot for the call, I am David. A prolific Appreciate it. Googler. I have no problem googling. So uh, <laughs> I will Google my ass off in a heartbeat to know something. That's uh, and I don't know if you remember this, Hugh, but this is actually the third time we've worked together. Uh, back in the day. You hosted the morning show alongside Big Daddy Graham and Rob Ellis, and uh -huh. I was the intern. We did a couple of holiday shows together. Is that right? I went to the Deptford Mall to get, uh, to get a gift card for your wife, and we did some funny bits on that. But it just reminds me of uh, Big Daddy would always say, the Internet ruined one of his favorite games. People would call him and be like, hey, who was in that movie? Uh -huh. And, they, and that, that doesn't exist anymore. No, because it's, it's like everything you could Google it now. I don't mind it, but, you know, it's, it's almost like, like you're cheating, but I don't mind cheating. Yeah. Especially yeah. When, you, when it's something. Like, I, I've gotten to the point now where if I'm watching television and say something randomly comes across the screen, I will Google it just to find out about it. I, I can't tell you, and I, I, I really can't tell on the radio because it would be kind of weird, how many rabbit holes that I've went down on a random night Googling stuff and ended up somewhere. And I'm like, well, how the hell did I get here? I mean, so I Google a lot. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, let's get. Oh, uh, we just lost that caller. So, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Now we just asked Cam Jurgens about the the fight yesterday yeah. between uh, Landon Dickerson and Derek Barnett. 
I want to know about the best fights you've seen. You know, because you've ra- you we started the show and you said even after last night's no hitter, you'd still rather see a brawl. Yeah. So I want to know about some of the best fights you actually have seen, whether they be at training camp or maybe with a member of the team in the locker room. And- well, I, I would. I, I don't know if it's considered a, a good fight, but uh, I've I've been in a few training camp fights, and, and one that I remember is uh, I got in a fight with Jumbo Elliott. At, at training camp, and if, if nobody remembers, like this, like I know you probably don't know Bill because you're too young for this. But Jumbo I can Elliott, Google him, yeah. But Jumbo Elliott was a, a a tackle that played for the New York Giants, and then he played for the New York Jets. And I remember uh, the second, my second year in the league. I came into the league small school, had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder, and I never forget. We were in practice one day. Jumbo Elliott was the like Jumbo Elliott was put together for offensive lineman. And I remember one, we were in practice, and Jumbo Elliott ragdolled me <laughs> at practice. And, you know, I fell on the ground, and he didn't say a word. He just walked back to the huddle. And I remember Marvin Washington, my teammate, D, D Lyman, he said, dang, dog, you just going to let Jumbo do you like that? <laughs> and he said it just like that. And he put them, like we call it putting the jumper cables on you. So he put the cables on of me. Of course, right. yeah. So, so the next play, I bull rush Jumbo, and I pick him up off the ground. <laughs> And I slam him, and I just start swinging on him. And I'm, I'm hit like, we, we got on pass, but I'm swinging. I'm hitting Jumbo. And, and while I'm hitting Jumbo, Jumbo's still getting up, and he says, I'm going to freaking kill you. <laughs> and he was like, I'm a f-. And I was like, dog. And so what happened was, so Marvin jumps on Jumbo because I'm hitting Jumbo, and I'm trying to keep him down, but he's steady getting he's up. Talking getting about, I'm going to freaking kill you. So Marvin jumps on top of Jumbo, and Jumbo's like, get, get the hell off me, Marvin, before I freaking kill you. So I'm sitting there, right? I'm like, damn, Jumbo about to beat my ass. So we go into, we go into the locker room, right? And so I'm sitting at my, my chair, and Jumbo, and I'm looking at it, right? And I had my hand on my chair because I'm like, if Jumbo come over here and, and, and fool with me, I'm going to hit Jumbo with this chair. <laughs> you had I, the chair? I, no, listen. Like, <laughs> I had the chair in my hand, right? Like I had my hand on the chair, right? Because obviously at this point, I ain't got nothing for Jumbo because Jumbo, I didn't hit Jumbo with all my blows. And he just he ate all those blows. So you have to introduce a foreign. So object. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and go chair on Jumbo. So I'm thinking like Jumbo walks past me, right? I don't say nothing to him. So I'm thinking like it's about to go down. Jumbo didn't say a word. He he walked past me. Like it was one of those things where he left it at practice, and I was grateful for that <laughs> because boy, I tell you, it wouldn't have benefit like like if Jumbo wouldn't have did that, I was gonna hit Jumbo with a chair. I was definitely going to hit him with a chair, now, but he let it go. This is uh, this is like what ninety six. This was ninety six, nineteen ninety six. So you're coming off of a ten sack rookie season. Yeah, you hit one of the starting O linemen with a chair. What, like, what's the fallout of that? I probably like, what, are, what are the consequences See, here? Like, <laughs> I didn't think that far ahead. I just knew at that point I wasn't about to take an L. I wasn't about to take an L. <laughs> And Jumbo was about to to get this chair across his head. I, I wasn't thinking that far ahead, but I knew. That whatever happened next, that I couldn't fight him fair, and he was gonna catch that chair. He was gonna catch that chair a couple times if I. He was gonna he was gonna get hit as many times with that chair as I, I could have gotten that chair off and hit him before he put his hands around my neck and choked me out. <laughs> That's, he's, gonna get, he's gonna catch a couple of those. This is outstanding. Uh, let's get back to the phones. Let's go to uh, Mark the Sledgehammer. What's going on today? Yo, Bill Matt, what is up, dude? How's it going? It's going huge. What's up, man? What's going on, man? So from what I'm hearing, we almost had a WWE SmackDown going up in the locker room, huh? 
Almost, but but Jumbo was the bigger <laughs> man, and he let me live. He let me live another day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that probably definitely would have been in sight, but thank God nothing came of it. I don't think Coach Reed would have liked it. <laughs> no, Coach Reed, no, you know what? That was when I was with the Jets, so it would have been, it would have been Coach Cotype. Oh, oh, he definitely wouldn't have tolerated that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, dude, how often, and it doesn't really happen anymore, you get a pitcher to go through nine innings and throw a no-hitter, like that really doesn't happen too much more in today's game. You, you might hear like once in a while a pitcher goes seven, eight innings, but a complete game and a no-hitter, I mean, and, and for his, his, his home opener as a Philly, Second game pitching as a Philly, that that is one heck of an acquisition there. I mean, Dave Dombrowski really did good on this one. Oh, uh, no question about it. So much so, like, like I, I wonder if you were thinking the same way that I was thinking. Does, does, is he kind of now with with the uh, the way that Topper handled him? Does, do you kind of consider him your ace now? Because he's went longer than anybody that you've actually had on the roster thus far. You know, I wouldn't really consider consider him an ace just yet. I mean, I will still give that to Wheeler despite the season he's been having. But if mm-hmm. he can stay consistent like that and keep pitching like that, there, there's a good chance that he would be in the running as as be an ace. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. And he's I think he's definitely working his way into the playoff rotation. Now there's still plenty of time left. But uh, I credited Dave Dombrowski earlier you know, they leave him in for the 124 pitches, and they have that luxury because they went to this six-man rotation, and they have a few off days coming up. So I think a lot went into this from, you know, from the president to the, uh, to the manager. Uh, everyone deserves a ton of credit, and obviously it was a magical, uh, magical performance for, for Lorenzo not allowing a hit. Uh, he's yeah, the one who actually accomplished it. But just leaving him in for 124 pitches, to your point, that's not something we see. Yeah, and the great thing about that is you didn't have to worry about using the bunny in the bullpen. So the bullpen got an extra day of rest. So, yeah, it, it's it's just more rest for a bullpen that badly needs it. It's it, it's been one of the strengths of the team, but we're starting to see maybe Kimbrel's getting a little tired. They got a couple guys on the IL. It's not quite what it was, you know, a few weeks ago in that bullpen. So this is this is happening at the perfect time. Yeah, and they, that, that was one of the things why they went out and got some pitchers because they were kind of concerned about the uh, the bullpen arms. So, yeah, that, that's great. Great that he's able to do it and, and top of trust him the way that he does. What's your uh, iconic moment that you saw live, Mark? Uh, before I give you that, real quick, Bill Max, come next year. I'm expecting to see you at the link for WrestleMania, man, finally coming to Philly. Oh, yeah, so. don't you worry about that. I am uh, I am going to be so, taking the full week off. I will be at all wrestling events uh, that entire week. <laughs> so my iconic moment, um, I got to see it live. It was a great night. Not only did they honor McNabb, but the iconic moment of that night was the return of Andy Reid to Philly after he joined KC. Reed's return and uh, McDab's. Oh, oh, that's, that's yeah. not bad. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's yeah, a good one. That's night. a good one. Yep. And that was, uh, I believe, and thanks a lot for the call, Mark. Was that Chip Kelly's first home game? I don't know. I'm, I Mike was not. Probably I, I was not a Chip Kelly. Fan. Chip Kelly's first home game was it? Oh, it was Sandy. It was the week before, probably. Yeah, I was not a Chip. Kelly okay. Fan. 
No, it was just, but that was a moment in time. Like, there was a time everybody was, was on the chip bandwagon. It didn't last all that long. Uh, but it was it was iconic when it happened. Yeah, I remember like I remember vividly when when they hired Chip. I I, I text Howie because I was mad and I forgot exactly what Howie said, but but I remember texting because I was a little bit upset that they hired Chip. You like, actually texted yeah the like, GM like of the team now, about the coaching hire. He, I don't, was he the GM then? Yeah, because that that was when they put Howie in the closet. I think. He was, it was, yeah, he and Lori made the decision, and then, you know, a year yeah, later, they, yeah, they put I, him in yeah, the closet. I remember, I remember yeah. texting him, and, and I forgot exactly what Howie said, but yeah, I remember, I remember <laughs> doing that, because I did not like that hire. That's outstanding. Yeah. We're learning a lot about Hugh today. Uh, 215-592-9494, and we are broadcasting live from the NovaCare Complex for 94 WIP's NFC Champ Camp, driven by Delaware Valley BMW Center's BMW, the ultimate driving machine. We are giving away a four-pack of uh, tickets to see 50 Cent in Camden on Saturday. That's this Saturday, uh, August the 12th. All you have to do is give us the best, most iconic moment that you actually got to experience live. We've had some good, uh, some good answers so far. Hoskins' bat spike, uh, the Rollins' retirement ceremony, Iverson's step over in the finals, and now the, uh, the Andy Reid's return to Philly. And uh, which was coincided with Donovan McNabb's jersey retirement. So some good stuff so far. Waiting to hear more from you on the other side. We're going to get back into the fills, some Eagles as well. You're listening to Bill Matz and Hugh Douglas on Sports Radio 94 WIP.